The key is to notice when you're working it out and to come back and connect to something greater, i.e. your intuition. So what I would be doing is not even necessarily asking specific questions, and I would open up in a state of childlike wonder and awe as to what inspiration, where my intuition, what would land in that moment, and that would guide my next steps. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Lisa. It's great to have you joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, such a pleasure. I'm very excited to chat with you today because you've got not only a great story to share about how you wound up to be doing what you're doing, but how you've actually built that platform out. And I know that this is going to resonate with a lot of my listeners today who are, you know, experts and coaches, consultants, but people, I think more importantly, it's not what they do, it's the way they do it. And it's the way they share it. You know, they're people that have got a big heart. They do what they do because they know they want to see a positive change in this world. And that's exactly what you're doing, living and breathing right now. So why don't you start off by sharing with our listeners what it is that you do, and then we'll start to dive into how it is that you got here. So what I'm doing currently right now is that I host a show called The Good News Guide, which I the seed was planted, as I was sharing with you many years ago, but it was re it was shown to me again last February. And so I started building this platform, which essentially is a YouTube channel and a podcast, sharing information, ideas, concepts, people, in order to connect people with these ideas and concepts and people. So I'm a connector. I like connecting people with this new information, information that potentially can expand our minds in ways that we may not have previously been thinking or seeing and ultimately connect us with our hearts because that is the core thing that's transformed my life and has actually built this business is from that place like anchoring back in and having such a deep trust in the wisdom that resides inside me instead of actually seeking advice which is what my patterns and what my conditioning had had me done previously which led me down the wrong paths because I was always referring to other people so essentially the good news guide is I speak with change makers and thought leaders and those that may be not necessarily well-known, you know, not the likes of Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and well-known teachers and authors, which I think they've got so much visibility anyway. The idea is I wanted to bring people that people could work with, people who wanted to experience real transformation, whether that was inside their relationship, inside you know, challenges with wealth and abundance inside their relationships as parents, like really giving them access to these people, which is, you know, what I was sharing, my whole model is based on partnering with these people. So a big part of what I do is really align and ensure that the people that I bring on the show are those that I feel in integrity with, those that I resonate with, those that I trust because my whole, one of my highest values, the value of integrity. And so I trust my judgment. I trust my judgment of others. A lot of these people I work with, and I would never want to share people that I wouldn't personally work with myself. I love that. You started in February, 2019. How 
crazy that that was just before our world changed, right? And what I find interesting, and it's a conversation I've been having with quite a few people recently, is that there's so many people that see like what's happened with the global pandemic as a bad thing. And let me just be clear on that. It is a bad thing for the the millions of people around the world that have lost their lives. But it's almost like the shift that the planet had to have. I, not that I want to correct you, but it was 2020 because I was like 19, 19, 19. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't know why I wrote 2019 because in my head I was thinking 2020. <laughs> I just wanted to clear clear that up because 2019, February was just before I separated. So I'm thinking that was a very, that was a tumultuous time. So for me, interestingly, 2019 was more chaotic and tumultuous than 2020 because Uh I was just leaving a 20-year marriage with three kids and stepping into the unknown, which I was so deeply afraid of. But there was this thing inside me, a pull, that I don't know where it came from, or I would call it my higher self, that knowing that had me step out of the marriage. So for 2020, by the time one year had passed, I had, you know, I've spent years coming back to self and in so doing, building a well of courage, you know, the courage that would then have me leave the marriage. So when this seed presented itself, yes, it seemed great. And I, from where I was sitting to the reality of it coming true, it, was, it felt like a long way off. But because of this deep well of courage and because of this knowing deep inside me that what I'd seen I couldn't ignore or avoid again, I chose to use this time, which as it turned out, the good news guide, the name of it, even was planted before COVID. So people are saying, what a great name, you know, given the state of the world. I said, no, no, no. (laughs) I'd been looking for good news well before COVID. Um, It just turned out that it matched. You know, it was a great opportunity to create something where people could channel or people could give their energy and attention to something that would leave them less afraid than the news that was doing so, you know, what do we trust? How contracted do we feel after we tune into that form of news? What do we believe? So my little slip up absolutely was exactly the right thing to say because we got a beautiful backstory around how this was born. So there we go. Thank you, universe, for making my blonde moment not so blonde. <laughs> Perfect. So you had this idea to share good news. I love the idea of it. How did you go from having the idea to actually doing something with it? No, this could sound so simple, like, yeah, okay, I had the idea and then I went. But I feel like there's so many people that have ideas that they want to share a message that's like really burning inside them. So not just a little idea, but exactly like you did. They've got this knowing that they're here for something way bigger than what they are and it instills such a fear in them like who am I to be doing this who am I to be sharing this how did you work through this to actually birth this beautiful project such a great question so firstly support so I didn't do this on my own I called in support that would have me that would support me in fulfilling on this vision this dream Because as I said, when something feels so great and it's so far beyond our reach, every limiting belief, every thought we've had in the past will come up and that's what stops us. That's what stops us from even taking one step. So the whole process in which I've built the foundation of the Good News Guide and which I continue to create from 
is using an intuitive process. So I did some work with William Whitecloud, who teaches about stepping into a different orientation and building from a different place, i.e. rather than from where I am now, my current, he calls it the current reality, and looking at the vision of what I want to create and working from A to B, instead we step into the vision as if it's already done. And from that orientation, look back at the current reality to discover what is the next step one step that led me from where I was, where the current reality is, one step closer to fulfilling that vision. Now, the beauty of that is that we get out of our way, we get out of our thoughts and our senses and the feelings that have had us addicted and kept us basically connected to our past, our limited self, which exists in our past. When we can see from this greater vision, which has us feeling, you know, so when I stepped into the vision of hosting this show, I felt deeply fulfilled. I felt alive. I felt passionate. I felt so grateful. When I look back at the current reality of where I was, there was doubt. There was fear. There was, I'm a failure. You know, that was my old conditioning to something I grew up with being told that. So that still exists. But I can see that and then take a step in the direction of the vision because what I'm accessing is information my intuitive, like the information that's available to all of us. What is it? Two million. I can't even remember the number, but it's billions of bits of information every second of every day that we have access to. When we can access and connect with that, then we can see beyond the limited self, the limited state that we believe we're in, which then leads us closer and closer. Now that might be, okay, I had, you know, for example, the next step might be, okay, I recognize that I am afraid So I soothe that side of myself. Okay, darling, I see that you're afraid and I'm choosing to take one step closer. So by doing that, that by soothing myself, by soothing that part of me that was so afraid and in doubt, I could then step into my fuller self, the courage that existed inside me, the wisdom that was available to me and the people and the places and the opportunities came my way. The more I did that, the more I aligned my thoughts and my feelings, and my actions, which is, you know, any teacher that's doing this work talks about being in alignment with our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. If I kept aligning my thoughts and feelings and actions with that vision, that kept me moving one step closer. I love that. I'm curious to know if this, like how this worked for you, when you were in that future self that you talk about then, Did the vision for the Good News Week and what you were trying to create, did it look different from there? Was it magnified or was it the same? As what I'm experiencing? As what you were experiencing before you began. So you had the idea for it. How big was that idea then? Did it change when you stepped into your future self? What I'd love to know is did it get clearer as you looked back? Yes. So it got clearer but I also stepped beyond my fear of thinking I can't have that or who am I to have that or why would I want that is that my ego wanting that or is that actually because that's inside of me that's what I've come here to express that lights me up that brings me joy so for example you know a year ago when I did the same exercise before this it was I'd like to be on radio Mm -hmm. not me hosting I'd like to be on radio I'd like to actually be interviewed and share my story and and connect with people because I love I love people and I love stories and I love connecting. Uh-huh. It was only when I allowed myself getting beyond, as I said, my thoughts and feelings, 
that I dropped in to a deeper sense of a state of self and I accessed this information, this wisdom that was inside of me and probably had been for many years, but because I was too afraid or I didn't believe it would be possible, I hadn't accessed it. Now, as I step in, and this is something I do every single day, this vision for what I'm creating, I am in that place every single morning throughout the day. I'm constantly stepping in. How will it feel? How will I walk? Who will I talk to? You know, what thoughts will I think? How will I feel? The more I do this, the more I feel like I'm already doing it, no matter what it looks like, no matter how many people are engaged, no matter where it's sitting in the world. You know, my vision is for it to be syndicated. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I sit in the vision. I stand in that vision every day and I trust somehow from where I am and I keep taking direct I keep taking steps in the direction of that place so yes it's clarified and it's probably got bigger I love that you mentioned something there that I'm very passionate about all my clients have heard me say this a million times over you said you didn't know how you were going to get there and so many people what holds them back I find is that the question they ask themselves is how am I going to do that where it's so the wrong question. Everyone I speak to, I'm like, just move that question aside. What were the kinds of questions? Because I can tell you're already there and we're already on the same wavelength. What were the kinds of questions you asked yourself to be able to bring something together that you hadn't done before, so you didn't know how to do it, but without asking yourself, how do I do this? It was, okay, so the whole premise of this orientation is there's no working it out. So the key is to notice when you're working it out and to come back and connect to something greater, i.e. your intuition. So what I would be doing is not even necessarily asking specific questions, but I take myself into a space of being like almost like a circle. I'm standing in the vision of myself experiencing the host of the Good News Guide being syndicated, for example. And I would open up in a state of childlike wonder and awe as to what inspiration, where my intuition, what would land in that moment. And that would guide my next steps. So it wasn't like I was specifically asking. I was like opening up, okay, show me, show me what next, you know, who do I need to speak to? What, where might I need to go? What might I need to be, you know, what might I need to look at? You know, I find myself looking at something And all of a sudden I've gone down a rabbit hole and I've found something that I was thinking about. Oh, I need to connect with somebody on radio. And the other day I go down a rabbit hole and there it is. I'm like, well, there you go. Thanks very much. I don't even know why I opened this particular email and clicked on this link. I wouldn't normally do that. So it's just being so trusting in the flow and trusting in my intuition, which is not something, Sam, that I was trusting in for most of my life because I was so disconnected. But the more I honour and celebrate each time I trust that inner knowing, that inner guidance that's ever-present, the more I'm like, it's like I don't need to work this out. all being worked out for me when I can open up to something, to information and people and resources and opportunities that are all there. They're all there, billions of them. And we can become very disconnected from the resources that are out there and not tapping into our resourcefulness by asking ourselves that such a, a disempowering phrase of how do I do this? Because we don't get the answers from that question. So I love that I could explore that with you. Once you had the idea of putting this together, how did you start 
to build out your audience? Like what was it that you did first to start bringing this into the world? So there are a number of components was drawing amazing people in to work with me. So I listened to something that you shared. I think it was in that podcast and you were talking about reviewing what you were doing with your husband at the end of last year and how one of the key pieces was the people you work with, how that's a major part of what you do and the ripple that that then creates. So I have a very clear vision that what I'm creating was about bringing extraordinary people in to support the vision because I couldn't do it alone and I didn't want to do it alone. And I also wanted them to experience their greatness inside this vision like them fulfilling on their purpose, them fulfilling on their genius. And so I called in some extraordinary people and I, they still work with me to help me build the platform. People that were experts in editing and type, you know, copywriting and marketing and strategy and social media. So that was part of the building from a 3D point of view. I believe that by me following my heart, me knowing what my vision, what my why is, that's what's actually built. That's what has me show up. So my why is to help raise the frequency of the planet, which many of us are doing. That was very clear. That's my why. How do I do that? I do that by first honouring how my frequency is. How am I showing up? How am I feeling? What am I thinking? You know, what am I bringing to this conversation and to the interactions that I'm involved in? Then choosing people that were also aligned with that mission to raise the frequency of the planet and having very heartfelt, authentic, vulnerable conversations, providing rich information and accessible. You know, the whole thing about what I'm getting is people feel very safe within my conversations. They're transformed inside my conversations, but they also have, they feel they have access it's not so far off. They have access to these things that um, they believe they can utilise and implement in their own lives. So the conversations have proven to be transformational. You know, they're, yes, they can go off and work with these coaches and experts, but there's so much value inside these conversations. And then from my perspective, what I'm getting, because I'm actually doing a lot of research at the moment, speaking to people that are engaged in the conversations to really get how can I bring more value? So my whole thing is I'm outwardly focused because I'm so full. Like we all know this, when you're full, when your well is full, you give from that overflowing cup, not from a, I need you to like me or I need you to like the conversation because then I'm going to feel worthy. I feel more and more in love with who I am and from that place I'm able to give and contribute and want you know I want my community I want the audience to get something out of every single conversation and I want them to get the one of the key things I want them to get which is what they get from me is the whole purpose I feel of coming back to wholeness is to love ourselves love our humanity so that's that is my message you know and when we love our humanity then I'm completely going off on a tangent, aren't I? No, 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 you're not at all. And actually, I don't know if you are or not, because <laughs> I'm also a big believer that we say what needs to be said. There's going to be someone listening right now that's just thinking, this is exactly what I needed to hear right now. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this medium and about sharing our message, because sometimes we can say the most random things that turn into such huge things. I know from sharing a message point of view, every episode, even episodes that I think didn't quite, 
you know, that wasn't quite what I expected or not quite what I wanted from that. And, and I'll be disappointed in myself and someone will reach out and go, oh my goodness, Sam, that episode, it just like, it lit a fire within me or it was exactly what I wanted to hear. And so going back to what you were saying then, the biggest piece, I think, to sharing our message is to be outward focused and that the people that really struggle to attract people to them is because it's all about me. And I almost put that in air quotes, you know, it's like, I want to do this thing. And I know you mentioned it earlier, you wanted to be on radio, but it turned around the second it wasn't about you, the second it was about the message. It, when we're not 100% on track, it can be a little bit tricky to get around that because, you know, you're thinking, I just need to get this going or I just want to share this message. But once you get the flick or once you get that 180 degree you know, change, that's when everything starts to fall into place. And I'm hearing that you're backing that up, that it was about the people that you were bringing in and that automatically just has pe the right people, not everyone, but the right people attracted to you. And, you know, I think if you're showing up and, you know, I'm a big believer that if our words match our actions and our energy as well. So if my words, actions and my energy is aligned, then people are going to move towards me. They're going to want to know what is it that has me feeling more alive, that has me feeling more passionate, that could come out of a 20-year marriage and really be liberated and empowered and have a great relationship with my ex-husband. Like, you know, if we do that, if we're honest and if we own all of that stuff and we're willing to share that, then we get to actually connect. We're all wanting to connect, you know, and without the vulnerability to be able to love ourselves in all of our humanity in order to then be willing to say, hey, there's nothing to hide here because I'm not ashamed, I'm not feeling guilty, I'm not any of that about me. I like who I am, I love who I am. So therefore, then that gives people access to their own vulnerability. It gives them permission to be vulnerable and then allows that wall to come up between us for us to connect. So my ability to connect with people is great because I'm not afraid to share. I share my experiences. I've been coached through experiences. I've talked openly about my separation. I've talked openly about had bulimia for 20 years. There's nothing. I don't have anything back there. And that is so freeing. It's one thing to share our story. It's another thing to make sure it's heard by the right people. So I'd love to shift gears a little bit here because if you were having these conversations one-on-one, -on -one, like, you know, just jumping on a Zoom and talking with someone, still not being shared with people. How did you start to build out your platform and, and so that people, other people could hear your stories? Because we need to invite other people into our world for them to hear these and to make the impact that we're here to make. You know, Oprah wouldn't be as great as she is if she was just having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. So how have I gone to build out the audience? Mm -hmm. Well, a big part of what I do is my network. I have a massive network of people. And when I say network, I love all of my network. Like it's not like I'm a, I mean, I'm a connector. Uh -huh. So I have a global web of people that I'm connected to. And it is these people that are sharing and being involved in the conversations or not being involved in the conversations. So it has really been a very organic process. And then, yeah, so to this date, it has been very much organic. I had a pretty good following on Facebook and before I started the Good News Guide. So I would do regular lives and I would share just weekly reflections and insights and things that I was working through. So 
a lot of it was sort of laid down even before I started the Good News Guide. And then obviously from that, it's been my network that's really spread the news of the show. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something else then. No, I was going to say, <laughs> there's nothing really more to add because, you know, I was going to say we're still obviously, you know, it's not even one year since the show started. So we're still in its infancy, but at the same time, you know, I've had to, it's interesting you talked before, and I don't know what made me think of it, but I'm going to share it because it's there again, is often when we have a vision, we're very attached to it and the way it needs to look. And so why that came up then is because I realised pretty recently that I had an attachment to timing and what that looked like and engagement, and that was all ego. So I've been working and I'm currently my edge at the moment is to look at where I'm attached to things because I'm realising I'm attached to lots of things, you know, attached to the way a relationship needs to be and whether that's a forever thing and the way. So when it comes to the good news guide, now that I'm unattached, like I've detached, I'm enjoying it more. I'm like, okay, so let's see. I don't know how it's going to grow. Let's see. Okay, so this connection or who knows, rather than go, oh, I've got somebody that's coming on my show and they've got a big audience and maybe that will, I'm, I've just detached and I'm back in trust that what I'm doing is a calling from my higher self, from my heart. So it can't not lead me in the direction of building an audience, whatever that is. And look, Sam, if it's, you know, if it's 10,000 people, whatever it is at the moment, and it's no more, if I have even 1,000 of those that are not even, it doesn't even need to be. So what I'm realising, it's not even about the numbers anymore. It's about whose lives are being touched, whose hearts are being opened, who are walking away or leaving these conversations feeling more at peace with themselves, feeling more capable, feeling more empowered to create that business or that life that resides in them but is still yet to be fulfilled on. I love what you've done there, and I don't even know if if you've realised it, but I'm going to go back and touch on it, is that there's two pieces to this. There is the strategy because you knew the vision that you were trying to create, and then there's the strategy to be able to bring that to life. But I love that you bring up about you know, detaching from the outcome. I was just chatting to a friend yesterday, her and I, and actually quite a few of my clients are doing an abundance meditation daily at the moment. And I was saying to her that, you know, she asked me my biggest takeaways. And I said, my biggest takeaway is to detach from what you think the answer is going to be and to just allow it to flow. And we had a laugh yesterday because I was right in the middle of it and I was on my phone. So I heard a text message come in and, you know, I just kept doing it. And at the time that the text message arrived, I was imagining myself in, you know, surrounded by gold and white light. And it was a beautiful moment. Anyway, I finished the meditation and I checked my text message and it's from another client of mine that does intuitive facials. So she gives facials and she gets downloads and I go and get facials from her and she's just amazing and she sent me a message that said Sam I've just got this new product that's got gold in it I would love could you come over tomorrow I would love to give you a facial with this gold (laughs) and I was like you are never going to believe when that message came and she said of course it did but you know that's what I was calling in I was calling in this gold and some you know we can talk about being very specific because I've got you know other instances where I've you know manifested like where I'm living now and I hadn't given it a specific date so you know it kind of went on a bit I probably should have given it you know manifested a date that was a little bit sooner but at the same time also detaching from the outcome it's it's kind of a 
it's very untangible but it's really important to understand all those pieces that there is the space for the strategy there is the space for understanding what the vision is there is the space for well we need to call in these experts to get these certain things done to get our branding done to get our website but also at the same time to unattached about how it's going to come i think it's massive I think that piece, and I'm saying it from my own experience, but now what I really, because, you know, what I feel is when I experience something or when I get a download and when there's the new information or it's presented in a new way and I, which is what's happened with this area of detachment. I mean, we all know attachment is, you know, Buddha talks about it, attachment is the form of all suffering. So I've heard that plenty of times, but I actually feel like I've got it on a new level it's like really sunk in and so now I'm catching myself I'm becoming conscious oh there I go again okay detach back to focusing on the vision but not needing to know how it's going to go what it's going to look like when it's going to arise because as we know that's coming from our limited self our ego mind that is trying to work it out because it doesn't think it's possible for it to come in a way that's even greater than what we imagine it to be. So I keep saying, well, show me, you know, apparently it's going to be greater than what I'm potentially can even see. So I just keep literally saying detach. Detach, Lisa. And it will just happen. And I'm feeling such a sense of freedom and joy from the experience of why am I doing this? Why am I creating this show? I'm creating this show for me, firstly, because it lights me up then in knowing that then it's going to light up the world or light up the people that come in contact with me so why would I want to hang on to the way it needs to look and what it needs to look because that might not be the in the best interest of me or those people I'm in conversation with and those are going to listen so why would I limited small Lisa be trying to work that out that is so cool because I think that we can very often get married to our ideas and put boundaries on the way we think things should go and just being able to detach from that outcome means that the our projects are being shaped by the people that we're putting our projects out into the world for Mm. it sounds so obvious yet how many times I'm going to put my hand up and say I've been tripped up by this before of thinking no it's got to be this way and this is exactly what I'm trying to create and you know there's rules around what I'm doing and I think and you're right it's definitely the ego and a lot of what we're we're creating we have to let go of the fact or that maybe thinking oh last year I was wrong it's not about that at all it's just understanding that things change they flow what even what we believed in last year is different to what we believe in today even some belief that we had yesterday could be different to what we believe in tomorrow and being okay to share that and not being wrong about it well then that that leads me to think about you know how we live in an ever-expanding universe so we're ever expanding we're ever changing we're not static so therefore who I thought I was, you know, I, I stand for being authentic. But when I look back at a year ago and I look at videos, I think, gosh, I wasn't really, I didn't think I was that authentic. I'm way more comfortable in my skin now. Okay, it'll be interesting to see in a year's time. That Even that attachment to thinking that I was authentic then, there's a level of attachment. Oh, I'm authentic now. And so now I feel what I'm able to do is to really with much more lighthearted. I feel like I'm taking life less seriously and remembering this is all a game and it's like do I want to choose a game that is effortless 
and creates joy for myself and the world? Yes. If I'm forcing, striving, working it out, that's not the game I want to play. I am going to say, though, I'm sure that a year ago you were authentic. I'm sure you were authentic for where you were a year ago. Yes. And, you know, I don't think that or I think that we can get caught up in looking and judging ourselves. I think that we most of us judge ourselves way more than we judge other people. That even, you know, getting into that conversation with ourselves is probably not helpful for being able to do what we need to do in the future. And that's a great, and so can I add to that? Absolutely. When I look back at that now, I look back from a deeper well of love for myself. I've been doing, you talked about doing an abundance meditation. I did that for about 90 days. It's not the Dr. Joe Dispenza one, is it? No. So I've been doing a Dr. Joe Go Love meditation, which he created during COVID. And essentially it's to bring somebody you love into your heart and experience that love because obviously there was a lot of fear in the world. And I got this download during one of my visions, like creating, stepping into a vision to do that for myself. And so I've been doing that for myself for the last two weeks and it has been incredible. Like it's like my level of love for myself is deepening every time I do this meditation because I'm experiencing all my past self. It's almost like slides. I'm seeing all those times of myself when I was, and I've, you know, I've done a lot of inner work in the last 15 years, but, you know, when I was sad, lonely, felt abandoned, rejected, you know, like I was a loser or a failure. And I'm seeing that and loving all those past selves that I was. And so when I look back at the person I was 12 months ago, it is really not from a level of judgment, which it previously would have been because I was you know, having experienced an eating disorder, I was, I hated, I really hated who I was. But it's more from the more I love myself, the more authentic I am. Because the more I know me. I love it. I love it. Very deep and very cool. I know that you have created something that you would like to share. And I know that my listeners, anyone that's still with us would love to learn more about this. So can you please share what you have created? I have created a heart activation. So what I have discovered more so in the last couple of years is that everything exists inside us. So when we can anchor back into that place and activate that relationship with our inner sanctum, our heart, everything resides in there. The wisdom, the compassion, the love, the solutions, the answers, it's all there. So this process is a reasonably short process and I have paired it with frequency music, which is composed by um, a guy that I've been working with. I use frequency music inside all my shows. That's part of helping raise the frequency of the planet. So the heart activation will connect you deeply with your heart, with the words the vibration and the frequency. So you can use it in the morning. You can use it as to anchor. So something's happened throughout the day and you've literally, you know, you're in a state of whatever it might be, disharmony, chaos. You can come back, anchor the banker back in and then reset, refocus and, and start again. So I just know for me, it's like not just a morning thing. The more I come back, the more I connect. It's like I just live from that place and life just gets easier and better and brighter and more enjoyable so we will definitely link that up in the show notes so head over there to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast to find this episode with lisa and definitely click and get a copy of that heart activation 
Lisa, this has been such a great episode and I've really loved this conversation that we've had. But for I want to send a special message to all of the listeners that are listening to this and thinking, you know what, I've got this message that I am now ready and it is definitely now time to send this in a bigger way out into the universe. What do you want to leave them with? It's actually, a, I think it's a quote of Wayne Dyer's and it is, don't die with the music still in you. We are so much more capable and extraordinary and wise than we have really, most of us have been led to believe that when we remember that it's not me or you that has more than anyone else, we have it, all of us have all of it inside of us and the only thing that stops us is the stories that we are telling ourselves which I'm not judging people because I had plenty of those but when we can get beyond the story and come back inside us and ask like what is it what is it that you want to experience this life go do it go do it go live it go be it Go experience it. Yeah. It's time. It is time right now. Lisa, thank you so much for hanging out with me here in the lab today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Sam. I really enjoyed it. Really, really great. Great conversation. Yeah. Thoroughly. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.